0: Is it gonna make you feel Tell better? Me
1: when I'm recording, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Union Fitness Podcast with your co-host, Todd Hammer and the Charles Mustache Jasper. Charles Edward Jasper with our all things producer, production assistant, producer, and director and executive assistant. To the manager. To the manager. Josh Elsass. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say his name, but obviously not. Today we're gonna call this the All RMU Robert Morris University Romo. Bobby Moe episode. We have an alum producing. We have a dude who worked there for over a decade. A dude who worked there twice. And, <laughs> and that's pretty that true. makes you sound
0: great, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and if you Google Robert Morris uh, University, you know any university will say notable alums. Oh yeah. In the notable fact, alum. The number one most notable alum in the history of Robert Morris is on the podcast, Charles. The Holy one, smokes. The only Brie McLaughlin slash Biddle. Um, you go with the slash? Hyphen? I just I just ripped off the band-aid. Straight Biddle. Oh, really?
2: Ripped it off.
3: Biddle,
1: I'm sorry.
2: But she, she likes did.
3: it. Bree Biddle. BB I tried, to, I tried to get him to be Logan McLaughlin, but it didn't happen.
2: Sounds like a cool country singer.
3: I'll name, change you know? my
2: name to Tom McLaughlin. i
1: will go to Tom McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Bree. What's up, man? What is up? good to see you guys. It's been a long time, my friend. How are you doing out in Minnesota? Been
3: a real long time. Uh, it's actually beautiful this time of year in Blaine, Minnesota.
1: Blaine, Minnesota. This
3: is our home base of the national team. Mm-hmm. So this is where my, my first Olympics in uh, 10. This is where we centralized. Did and you, I haven't been you, here in years, so did, it's nice to be back. Did you post load?
1: <laughs> Inside joke, sorry. does that me? <laughs> Hockey terminology. We know about this hockey people. Uh, Yeah. Hampton's actually a goalie guy, if you guys didn't know. He knows everything. Uh, He's
3: a
2: goalie Uh, guy.
1: I know one thing about being a goalie. Week five hole. And uh, and I'll never forget this quick story. You were in Sochi. And I'm watching the game. And Brie gets in the game. And China, I believe, gets like a rush on her. And she had like a stop and a stop. And I was like, yeah, Brie, yeah, Bree. And then stop with a rebound. They score. And so I text her during the game. And I was like, that was my fault. I'm sorry if we were trained harder. My bad. Yeah. Game ends. First commercial's on, and I get texted, and she's like, ha, ha. It happens, whatever. And I'm like, bro, you just came off the ice. like, yeah, I'm in my locker. Text. <laughs> it was off. quick. I was like, that is <laughs> awesome. But if she would have post-loaded in that moment, mm. it would have saved the game.
2: Mm-hmm. Did they win?
1: Yeah, it was like 13-1, I think.
2: Yeah. I didn't know China held a very strong hockey team.
1: Role in women's hockey, Bree. Who are the competitive teams in women's international hockey? It's uh,
3: U.S., Canada, Finland, are the main three.
1: Yeah, so pretty much the games usually are pretty heavily sided to the American side. Is that fair? Until we have to play one we'll of those. teams. Yeah. Until we play one of those top teams. So, what are you doing in Minnesota? This is our
3: Olympic tryouts, so we will be naming. Uh, probably about 28 to this roster that will be centralized, meaning we'll move out here in the fall, uh, live here permanently and train and travel all over the world. And then we'll knock maybe like five more off of that roster. And that will be the team that will go to China.
1: And what is your official, China. what is your official title there? I am the goalie coach,
2: the Yeah, like the Ohio State, the Robert Morris. Yes, I just think,
1: yes, sorry, Josh just changed my screen, I saw a picture of him and it freaked me out because it went from Bree to Josh and I don't like that. But congrats on being (laughs) uh, a coach with the Olympic team, I think that's awesome. And and to be as celebrated at your alma mater as you were, as you are, um, is an awesome thing. So how did you get to where you are today?
2: Yeah, look at you going full circle.
1: Actually, she's like on the other uh, end of the circle. She's nowhere near the circle anymore. Yeah, she
2: was there. She went all the way
3: around. All
1: right. How did you end <laughs> up where you are today?
3: I started out at Robert Morris. Um, my, let's see. My ju- end of my junior year, I got called up to the U-22 team, which is now we have the u eighteen, U-22s, and then the senior national team. Um, so I did that, played in one game, got absolutely destroyed, Nice. Never heard from the national team again, and then uh, Olympic tryouts came around after my senior year. Hammer, I don't know if you remember, but I was like, done with hockey. Like you were going to be a nurse. I was... Yes, I was in nursing school, finishing that up. That's a tough. And, uh, and in they called and they're like, "Yeah, we need another goalie for tryouts." So Hammer was uh, got me all back in shape getting on the ice, getting in the weight room, and I went to tryouts and actually did really, really well and made the team. Uh, long story short, I was on the national team till 2015. I was able to go to two Olympics, and then I started my own like training company in Pittsburgh at the Island Sports Center. So I just finished up with that, actually done with that, and um, I got invited back to the national team as a coach about two years ago.
1: So I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but Foreshadow. is it possible that pre left training players on the island and Robert Moore said we have no other reason to have hockey anymore? You were the one. That was it. It was the <laughs> final straw. And you were the They're duct like, tape. Well, Bree's gone. for all this, what, what it's we, actually my fault. What do we do now? Yeah, Way um, to make her feel good, huh? Yeah, It's all your fault. Way to go. Good job. <laughs> um, I, I, listen, I, I remember... When you had your tryouts, and I remember, uh, you had a great line. Where how many saves did you have in college? Do you remember the number? It's like eighty billion or something. <laughs> it was somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, and, and give or take. And you know, you, you said people keep asking me like, how do I, I get so many saves? And you said, well, I credit my defense because they don't do anything. <laughs> and in jest, you said it because I know they were friends of yours. But um, but I always appreciated <laughs> when you said that because I was like, well, if they didn't get all the shots, you couldn't have all the saves, Brie.
3: So. Yeah, I think they that was self proclaimed by them actually
1: of <laughs> actively getting out of the play. I knew some of your Is teammates. That's what they said. You're probably not <laughs> wrong there. So I think you know yeah. we'd be remiss. I think we have to delve into this major decisions, major, major shakeups out of Robert
2: talk about Marsh. the canola the oh man, I'm out
1: the cannol the cannoli.
2: Colonial in the room. Colonial. <laughs> the
1: elephant about in the room. The elephant in the room. Uh, Robert Morris University blindsidedly dropping hockey, not really communicating it. And and you were there. You remember when they dropped sports, as I do, uh, mm-hmm. eight, eight or ten years ago. And it wasn't uh, pleasant, but I felt it was done as best it could be done. Um, yeah. And I think it was handled very differently this time. So, um, so what are your thoughts? Um we well i don't know where to start with this but (laughs) it's a big question sorry
3: yeah there's so many angles but um the media tried to ask like when was this a thing because it seemed very last minute being that they were looking at different possibilities for rink upgrades they've been talking to the penguins about maybe moving up that way UPMC, like so many balls up in the air about how to advance the programs that are so successful that they are growing out of their current situation. And then all of a sudden it was like, I think Derek found out an hour before Mm -hmm. and they hopped on a zoom call, spent 10 minutes with the kids. Hey, you're done. And then just like hopped right off. So the girls just won a championship, so they were all excited. They were partying, thinking that they were going to be shown their championship ring.
2: Oh, man.
3: And they are on, and they like, no, actually, you're never going to play hockey ever again what in your life. What a
2: gut punch.
3: So that was a little bit uh, of a blindsided. So I was bummed that that's how it was done because um, I don't know how much of a your viewers and listeners are hockey people, but this is very late in the game for transfers. And the transfer portal is like overflowing pretty full. So there's a good possibility that like, I don't think any of the men's players have found a place to go. There's only a couple of women's players that found a
1: place to go. So they're all just stuck. So where they're at. So, I mean, obviously I've been at two schools while they dropped sports. I was at Rob Morris when I did it. I was at George Washington while they did it. And in both cases they did, you know, a year long study into the program and, and everyone knew it was it was one of those things everyone knew it was coming because they're doing once they start telling you to justify your job yeah there's going to be some changes um and i think that's what makes this one even worse and like I, I i actually have said i think robert morris made a mistake when they dropped sports years ago when they dropped field hockey and tennis and golf and whatever they dropped um you know there are very few sports that, or very few schools that compete at lacrosse, football, basketball, and hockey at a decent level. Um, and most of those are your Michigan's and Ohio States of the world. So I've always said that they needed to review their sports and hockey, lacrosse, football have to have conversations and decide who's going to be there um, because financially they're all relatively expensive sports with larger rosters, and someone probably is not going to be there at the end of the day. So I think. 10 8 whatever i think it was about 8 years ago they had an opportunity to make this hard decisions that would have hurt people's feelings and would have sucked um, and 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 they they didn't do it the right way and i'm not and i have friends who were involved in the decision but i think you know dropping tennis didn't save them much money it didn't really make a difference to the department and that led them to this position today where then it's like hey we're dropping hockey and i just think it was just the the handling of it was was not the best, and they could have done a lot better job with it. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know to for when you like I said when you Google Robert Morris University, there's a thing that says notable alums, and you are the first name that comes up. Like, so you would think that your name carries some weight there. So where do we go from here? Do you think they have a chance of? I mean, I've read the paper and read all the sports writers that the Penguins on Instagram, yeah, yeah, the Penguins want to step up, and other people want to step up. Do, you know. One, if someone cares, how do they help? Two, do you think there's a chance?
3: Um, I think from what he, from the answers that we got, the problems that he laid out, which led to the decision, it seems like we have an answer for already. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, we need upgrades to the rink. And there's been people to step up and say, I will buy the rink. I will do the necessary upgrades. We'll run it in a way that money gets dumped back to the teams to make sure that they're uh, funded properly. We've had somebody offer to start a company and raise the funds and also not only to bring us back, but then also to sustain Mm -hmm. for the future. Um, And we've had some people hop in on just straight up funding. Um, So with that being said, It seems like all those bases are covered, whether they're options that he wants, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, All of these people have reached out to him to speak and I don't know if they've gotten a meeting yet. Uh, We've been kind of going back and forth and um, the gentleman that offered to buy the rink has been in contact with with Logan and uh, Kurt Wright you remember he was the first captain of the men's team? So we've got a bunch of different people in here and trying to reach out. And it seems like we're going in a good direction. It's, I think it just comes down to do they really want hockey or do they not?
1: It, it's a shame because it didn't really seem,
3: it didn't really seem like funding was actually an, an issue. Like mm-hmm. it's expensive. Everybody knows hockey is expensive, but um, they didn't really flat out say that. And I think if they did, we all would have understood. If it was hey you know hockey's super expensive we can't sustain it anymore we appreciate everything you guys have done but you know and giving everybody a good advance heads up
1: and, and I nobody I think- would
3: have made it. they would have just been sad that it was done but the sketchiness of this whole thing from top to bottom is what has everybody all fired up to get the teams back
1: and i think the perception of due diligence like you said if if it said, "Hey, for the last year we've reviewed this, and here's you know the X's and O's of it, and hockey's not sustainable at this mm-hmm. rate," that that would be one thing. But I think a lot of people feel as though it was a decision that was made kind of at midnight and came out the next day. And then I like googled you know Pittsburgh hockey or something, and it said Robert Morris cuts hockey, and I was like, "No, that's that's a typo." Yeah. Like I, I honestly assumed, and and I think the the thing that was missing is it had such a cult following you know, the fans were diehard fans, you know, the people who like hockey, love hockey, they breathe hockey. And, and I don't know if that was considered when this decision was made. So that, I think that's the really sad part about it. Um, how can union fitness help? What can we do to make hockey better? And how can we help Robert Morris and you? (laughs) That's a tough question.
3: Uh, Great question, Hammer. Um, I mean, I think there's a whole side of it that goes above my head on how to how to push forward. But um, just as an alumni that cares, and we've put together some fundraising things. Uh, there is a GoFundMe online for people who just want to dump a little something something in there. Josh, will link also that. Have... Sorry, Josh will link that. Yeah, He'll say. find it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we're also taking pledges. So we're not sure like how far we can go with this. So right now it's just, hey, email me what you want to pledge. And we've got a pledge sheet going. Um, if it gets to the point where we feel like we can actually get a meeting and improve our funds, then an official sheet will go out and, and make it a little bit more legal. But um, as of right now, I mean, in five days, you know, he said, we have, we've exhausted all of our efforts to raise money and i don't know if it's the hype of oh my gosh it's done and people want to jump in but like we have a possible like million dollars already in like five days and like you know <laughs> so it's like well. <laughs> uh, well
2: give us a little if, time, uh, if any of the kids are in still pittsburgh they can certainly come down here to train and have a
1: spot that's Let's a, take care of that ncaa violation why uh, free training We'll t- one dollar to train you. One dollar. Tell anyone what's come down, one, <laughs> we'll train. $1, we'll one train dollar will train you. One dollar will train you. None of that Canadian money. We don't want is that Is it NC- a violation? We're not in the NCAA. <laughs> well, I, I... You know what? We don't work for NCAA. Tell anyone who wants to come down, they're Rob Morse, they're free. They're on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is official on the internet, so the whole world knows about do it. Do you think, do you
2: think after them pulling the carpet out from under them, do you think they even want to come back? Like, what, would you want to come back to a place that seemingly doesn't want you? Or would you come back just to spike the big dogs up top?
3: That's a good point. <laughs> I think <it> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of truth to that. I think that all the players are just – they're really, really hurt. And I sure. think it's that respect factor. Of like, we've given you everything. I think when people think of Robert Morris, they think of hockey. And maybe that's me being biased and in the hockey world. But um, – I think both of the hockey teams and their success has done a lot for the school. So they're all feeling a little bit hurt by the respect part of it. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of them don't have another place to play. So, and they're just dying to put that Jersey back on.
0: <laughs> so let's get back to Bree's career because it is honestly one of the most like heroic Pittsburgh, like driven stories that we have as far as local sports goes. So, you said that you were ready to quit hockey after a dominant senior year where you set the all-time saves record in NCAA history, and you're going to quit? What? what like, how did that change? What did you go through? Tell us about that.
3: Well, that wasn't like a choice. That's just kind of the road of women's hockey. There wasn't pro hockey afterwards. So I finished my senior year, and USA Hockey did not. I was not of interest <laughs> at that time. <laughs> So uh, I was just done with my career. That was it. I was moving on.
1: Josh, we call that prom night for you, you know,
0: when no one wanted to join you. It is true. I went to prom <laughs> alone. Um, but then, you know. <laughs> no, I you just feel bad. You yeah, get to go asshole. to USA Hockey, and then you're part of the Buffalo Buttes. Like, you were you at the birth of a league, and you're the starting goalie. Like, like your career has been so amazing. Like what, what kept you going at all those turns where you thought, Oh, maybe I'm done. Maybe I'm done. Maybe I'm done. And then you just kept finding the next thing.
3: Um, I think that's just being a competitive athlete. Like when I was done with the national team, I didn't feel like I was done. You know, that was more, that was, that was their decision, not mine. Uh, and I felt like I was still trending upwards and I could still get better. And, Um, right after, I think it was like that following fall was when they announced that the NWHL was going to be around. So it's always been a passion of mine to grow the sport. And I felt like being a part of the first professional league in the U S was important. And, um, the closest team was three and a half hours away in Buffalo, which was doable. You know, it wasn't five. Um, so I was, practicing during the week and then driving up on a Friday sleeping on someone's couch playing a game on Saturday and then driving back um it was a lot but I loved it I loved the team it was it reminded me of my team at Robert Morris which was my favorite team of all any team I've ever played on doesn't matter Olympic team world championship teams that Robert Morris crew was my favorite um so back in Buffalo it was like reliving life we were the worst team in the league i got a lot of shots (laughs) i got made fun of a lot and i just got to play hockey and like be a starting goalie again which so i felt like i just loved this loved the game again um and then we made it all the way to the championship they made some bs call in overtime and they got um whatever a breakaway a shootout whatever Blanking. I love hockey. Penalty shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Whatever. I don't sleep a lot. I have two kids. Uh, they get a penalty shot and it was Hillary Knight and she always shoots high gloves. So I guessed and I went high and she went low and we lost. So coming that close to a championship and not winning, I had promised my husband that I was done with hockey after that year, and then we almost won. So I was like, I Can't have be, to be done prayed. yet. Yeah,
1: wow. Well. He'll We're going to do, so do it. I went back
3: one, one more year. We ended up with the same team in the championship, but this time we won. And I felt like I was, that was a good, good ending of my life in hockey.
1: I think three, three points are here. One, your husband will do what he's told. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I I know Logan. He'll do what you tell him. Two. <laughs> Uh, I think you said something really, really amazing right there. And you said, you know, my Robert Morris team was the most fun team. I loved that team. I had fun there. Um, What was your career record, Robert Morris? You don't have to tell me. It wasn't great. You know, you were on a startup program, you know, and your best season was 10 wins or whatever, right? So um, the beauty of, and I think one of the cool parts of sport is you can say, I love that team. I had so much fun. We were terrible. You know, you can enjoy the lessons mm-hmm. of sport without it. But um, the, the, th- the last thing, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this, and I don't remember if you remember this conversation we had, and you were like, you know, you said something like, I'm probably not going to make the team. And I said, if it comes on you and one other person, you'll make the team. And I said, because of your personality. If it's that close, you'll get it. And I think something in sport that a lot of people forget, and I think young athletes need to hear this, be a good person, be likable, get along with people, have fun, and it gives you an an edge because people want to be around you. And I think that definitely aided you in your career because people are like, oh, well, if I have to travel on a road with someone. She's cool. Yeah, like I'd rather talk to CJ than – you know Josh over here. I'm kidding, Josh. I'm teasing like you. Um, no, but if you, you know if you have two two choices and they're equal, but one person you want to hang out with and the other person you don't, I'm going to pick the person I want to hang out with every day of the week. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I, I and I think that's a compliment to you as a person, and I don't think a lot of young athletes always appreciate that.
3: Well, thanks, Ham. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh-huh. I like that. That was a very touching.
1: <laughs> and I still um, picked on Josh. No,
3: and I think it's it's important in that position I was in too as a third goalie because you're not looking at your third goalie to be a starting goalie you know like it's so so easy to have that third goalie just be a turd like why am I not playing and blah blah blah. well because you're a third string goalie like you're here to be first one on the ice last one off making your teams better good teammate working working your butt off like those are all the things that um, is the characteristic of somebody in that role. So that could be maybe a fourth liner or whatever. Like those people need to be. Uh, I don't want to say like cheerleader of the team, but you need to work your butt off, and you need to be a good teammate, and you need to make sure all your ducks are in a row. And that, um, like you said, that kind of keeps you around maybe a little bit longer, or gets you on a team that maybe you, somebody was more skilled.
1: And I think it's like you're a looking for those role, role people. Yeah, it's like a backup quarterback in the NFL. Like when people like the backup quarterback. Charlie Batch. Yeah, people like Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch. Robert Morris alum. Oh. Not the most famous Robert Morris. I'm second. alum. 2nd i did not know. that. No, he did like a master's program. Oh, like okay. It wasn't. Okay, he didn't. Okay. I don't think you he went. I think. Yeah, Eastern I was Michigan.
0: like, it seems wild uh, that he, he got from a, Robert Morris yeah. to the league. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure I know all the guys that did that. He
1: did a master's like years later, but um, yeah, I I just think the lesson in that is when you're the backup quarterback, when you're that 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 you know next person to go in the game. Um, you are. You better be the ultimate teammate. You better support your teammates. You better not pout about not being in the game. And young athletes need to hear that because being a good teammate can help elevate the team, can help make the team more fun. And win or lose, you're going to say, I love that team. And so that, I think that ties a full circle to what you said about the team. Like I love the team, and, and I love my time at Robert Morris. And you know, as we uh, hopefully, you know, changes can be made at Robert Morris so that they can save the team and bring it back um and hopefully make that change and or
2: we start a union fitness hockey team university team. hockey team
1: uh we have this grass out front i want to make an ice rink mm-hmm. you come manage. It. you want to manage it for us winter classic all year round yes we'll figure we have it out. This, this large grass area i actually met with my boss and said can we put ice out there and he said i love that idea so I'm just you saying, sure if we get some medals hanging around yeah. this
2: thing, you know, shining up some colors are black and gold, we'll be a Pittsburgh team.
1: I think we have something going on here. I like how your accent got real thick. Are guys be not in here drinking beer? I can't beers. talk to my people without it. Jesus, isn't this You make salsa? it orange and brown, I'm there. She's a Cleveland Ooh. person. Did you know this? I pushed those things out of my mind. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I drove to a fundraiser, Bree McLaughlin fundraiser, after she graduated. And, and she it, it, Not Cleveland. It's the other side of Cleveland I learned that when I MapQuested it. Because back in the days when I would print out the directions and everything.
2: Mm. And, uh, there Tell was me a, you're oh, 40 without telling me you're 40. Huh? <laughs> there was a,
1: <laughs> an event, a fundraiser for Brie, on the other side of Cleveland. And I remember I drove there. It was a great time. I had, like, I had to drive back to Pittsburgh, so I think I had one beer. And I drove back, and I don't know if you know, it like blizzarded the entire way back. It was the worst drive. It took like six hours. I got back at four in the morning, had to be at work at six. But uh, I was still thankful for the invite. And so thank you, Bree, for having me out there. So, Thanks for
3: coming.
1: Uh, well, what, 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 you know, what thoughts, final thoughts, big, you know, um, not just about RMU hockey, but also just, I think, for the athletes who are going to hear this, the young the young athletes, the ones from Robert Morris who are struggling. What, what other thoughts do you have? For us.
3: Um who knows? <laughs> Fig- figure it out I've as you go. With, yeah. Um, I've been in contact with some of the girls. Um, Michaela Boyle is on the team. I've known her since she had baby teeth.
2: Little Nina. Um,
3: yeah. And she it's just so unfortunate. You know, she was at Clarkson and she had a horrible time and um, she talks a lot about know she had a rough time leaving because she felt like she was bailing on her team but really it was you know she needed to be happy and she needed to find a different avenue and love the sport and feel good about herself and she found that home at robert morris and then this happened Um, so i guess a good analogy is whenever i came to camps like this and i sucked or i got cut from a team or whatever like it's it's horrible you know you go home you not you don't feel good about it and but that next that next camp that next adventure that i had was better you know like i don't know what it is for them like what's next but for me it took a while and you know maybe it was something immediate and maybe it was something that looking back on now i can see it but it made my life better or um i trained harder so again, I don't know what those lessons are going to be for those kids, and I hope they find one, and I hope they find a new path, whether it's hockey or you know whatever major they're going into. But um, going through rough things aren't necessarily always the bad thing. It hurts at first, but you move forward. You learn things about yourself,
1: and and, and growth occurs. You find learn, good in and it. Stress, mm-hmm. stress creates growth. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Whether they are able to raise the funds and convince the right people and bring hockey back, hopefully, all these athletes are stronger for it. And, you know, CJ had asked, you know, would the athletes still want to play there? And I, you know, I've heard the comparison of um, UAB, or was it UAB that dropped football? Yeah. Um, But I think the bigger comparison here is Quinnipiac when they dropped volleyball. Um, And the volleyball team raised heck, and they ended up bringing volleyball back. And I think looking. Um, at you know what other programs dropped sports and how did they bring them back? What and how did the athletes and the coaches involved actually reintegrate themselves to that campus community? Because you know I've talked to a lot of people, friends who previously worked at Robert Morris who do work at Robert Morris now, and you know most people are not happy with this decision. You know, and I think you know yeah. they they want to see them back, and and I think if they were able to get the team back, I think it would be important that the, the students understand the coaches understand that most people are with them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most support them. Yeah. 100% that I've heard
3: nothing of anybody being like in agreement to what is happening. So I think that's what pushes the kids that all these little girls that wanted to be a colonial one day. And like, that's what's also unfortunate is not only the athletes themselves, but When I first moved out here and I saw Minnesota hockey, like I came back to Pittsburgh going, I want that here. Like there's no reason that can't be this. I want USA hockey to say we have to go to Pittsburgh to find kids because Mm -hmm. that's where the good hockey is. And we went to work, you know, like the PAL organization was awesome. They they were adding girls programs. We were doing tri-hockey for free I started doing my girls camps. Um, Any idea I had, I would go to Marty and – hey, I need like 500 tickets, and his mind would explode, and then he would give me <laughs> <laughs> uh, But he gave me that free range to invite girls to watch this team perform, and everybody loved it, and the city was growing for not only hockey, but women's hockey, and that avenue had a lot to do with the programs there. You know, the Penguins do a lot, but they're professional hockey players. Like, they're busy. The college teams are right there at the grassroots level, mm-hmm. and they're heroes to all these little kids that want to play Division One hockey. They
1: had that right at their fingertips, and now they don't. Well, Bree, we appreciate your time. We appreciate uh, you coming on here and talking with us. Uh, we're going to make sure we get that um, the link out for the GoFundMe and, and get people the information they have to okay. help help all of us here, because uh, I think we all agree. You know, we don't we disagree with the decision and hopefully we can do things to raise some awareness here and uh, make the world a little better yep. place while doing it. If any
2: of the athletes want to come here to train, do you just stop down? Stop down. we come for free, freebies right now. Yeah, right? no NCAA violations. Please. Probably
1: NCAA violations. <laughs> nope. But mama don't know. <laughs> Nobody watches, so mama don't know. <laughs> the scores of fans we have. Well, thank you, Bree. We loved having you on. I know Josh was excited being a big RMU hockey guy. He was excited to have the most notable alum in the history of school on. My
0: favorite Robert Morris hockey player of all time, Uh, other than Catherine Stack.
1: I I was going to say, I watched your personal podcast a few weeks ago, and I heard you had a favorite women's hockey player during your time there. Wink, uh,
2: wink. wink. Do you have any more curly questions to ask, Josh?
0: No, I mean, I just want to back up everything Bree said. I mean, the NWHA All-Star Game sold out the Lemieux Sports Complex for two nights in a row. Like, it's a no-brainer. Hockey hockey belongs in Pittsburgh, period. Mm-hmm.
1: Mark Madden Jr. has spoken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I apologize. Well, <laughs> fine, then. <laughs> well, thanks, Bree. We'll talk to you soon.
3: All right. Thanks, guys.